0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. As Jesus and his disciples went on their way, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, Please be seated. The house isn't ready for a guest. You've been trying to keep up with your schedule and your to-do list all week long. Your home has been that safe place, that place to walk into, throw your bags down, kick off your shoes and just chill. You aren't sure when your sheets have last been changed as there's an outline of a body on them that resembles the shroud of Turin. You aren't sure what exactly you have in the refrigerator or if it has expired. You are living day by day, Chinese takeout for dinner, reading a chapter in a book, watching the news, all is well in your world as long as you are left alone. Someone knocks at the door, Mary and Martha, we're not expecting anyone to come over. What looks must have been on their faces when they discovered it was Jesus, their teacher and their friend. Martha immediately gets to work to put the house in order. She picks things up, she scrounges around the kitchen, moving throughout the house like an accelerated cheetah after their prey. Couldn't he have sent notice that he was coming by today? I would have appreciated the time to have been prepared for his visit. Now I'm having to rush and put something together that is not consistent with my standards. In contrast, Mary motions for him to enter. Hey teacher, come on in, take a load off. Put your feet up, relax. I know it's getting tough out there for you. You're on your way to Jerusalem. Tell me about it all. I'm here to listen, not to speak. Unfortunately, Martha has been portrayed as a character in need of correcting but she's really not. She's a good person. She's using her gifts of hospitality. She wants things to be right for her guest. All she would have done beforehand, she's just now having to rush to do it. And we can't blame her for that. Mary on the other hand has the reputation of taking the moment as it is. She lives day by day, moment by moment, She isn't really keen on planning too far in advance. She's a person that we would describe as present. So it's no surprise that when her friend shows up that she, in the typical Jewish fashion of her day, sees that her teacher has come by and sits at his feet to listen to him and communicate with him, creating a synagogue in her home. She takes the posture of a disciple. Now, Jesus does say that Mary, that she has chosen the better way. He doesn't say, Martha, you are wrong. But in this moment, while he is journeying to Jerusalem to face the uncertainties of his future and the authorities that would eventually crucify him, needed to talk. This makes him saying that Mary chose the better way more palpable and understanding. In this particular moment for Jesus, it was the better way to have intimate conversation and fellowship, to dwell, to abide. We all know that life takes on busyness. God's love came in the fleshly form of Jesus, who was busy. Jesus, who dwelled among us and got involved in the busy and messy details of everyday life, who taught and healed and touched and ate and gathered and died and rose again in bodied form. The incarnation means that the place to find God is not in otherworldly thoughts, but in the earthly details. And Martha was not being hospitable in the abstract and her cooking that meal that day was not trivial because hospitality finally means that somebody has to boil the water and slice the onions. What does it mean, for example, for a parent to love a child? It's more than just a feeling or a sentiment. Loving a child means teaching him how to tie his sneakers and gently wiping the dried blood away from the hurt place and going to him in the middle of the night when he has a nightmare and driving him to soccer practice and grilling the hot dog he asked for and helping him with his math homework. Or again I think about the church school teachers who arrive at the church early Sunday morning so they can set out the bottles of glue, the scissors, construction paper. I think about the person whose ministry is to launder the sheets every day for the beds at the homeless shelter, or the person who spends Saturdays hammering nails and installing sheetrock for the Habitat for Humanity house. Busy work? I don't think so. It's the form that love and faith take on. I cannot imagine Jesus saying to Christians who are emptying the bedpans at the malaria clinic or baking cornbread for the soup kitchen, you people are preoccupied with busy work. Leave the children, the needy, the ill, the lonely behind. Come and sit and meditate for a while. This is the better part. That is not our fate. This story of Mary and Martha is about both and, and the understanding of the moments and seasons that life bring us. About understanding that at times, indeed, we must pause. Being well established in seeing your life as both and brings about great understanding. Sure, there will always be things to do, but there also has to be room for dwelling and abiding and lingering and listening. Places away from worry and distractions. Or in the case of today's gospel lesson, a place where you intentionally choose the better part. Thomas Friedman writes of a time when he arrived in Paris at the airport. He was met by a driver carrying a sign with his name on it. As he approached the driver, he noticed that the driver was talking to himself with great animation. Upon approaching him, he realized he was talking to someone with a Bluetooth earpiece. One of the original ones from the nineties. Tom pointed at himself and said, I am Tom in broken French. Then the driver nodded and led him to his car. The driver pointed towards the exit of the airport. They got into the car and Tom handed him the address to the hotel. All the while he was still talking into that Bluetooth earpiece. When their journey began to the hotel, he noticed a movie playing on the screen in the dashboard on a flat panel that usually displayed a GPS. The movie played as the driver continued to talk on the phone. So Tom got out his computer and worked on a column he was putting together and also got out his iPod and listened to Stevie Nicks. While the driver kept on talking, driving and watching the movie. When he got to his hotel, the driver and he had been together for over an hour. And between the two of them, they had done six things. The driver was driving, talking on the phone, and watching a movie. He was writing, working on his laptop, and listening to Stevie Nicks. The one thing they never did was talk to each other. In a world of hyperconnectivity, we are often unavailable, even when we are in the same room. Linda Stone states that we're so accessible, we're inaccessible. This is the lesson of the story of Mary and Martha. There are times in our lives when simply spending time with another person is paramount, dwelling, abiding, and listening. Our worship of God entails not only our speaking and singing, but our listening. When we pray prayers of the people together, we listen, we hear, we hear others around us saying, Lord hear our prayer. When we receive the sacraments, we hear the pouring of water, the breaking of bread, the spilling of wine, and we know that God is near. When we look into someone's eyes and say, peace be with you, even when we know what they're going through in their lives puts peace a far distance from them, our spirits are communing together with Christ-like compassion. May this always be a place for dwelling, abiding, and listening. A place where we all from time to time get to experience the better part, which will not be taken from us. As we sojourn through this life, despite our busyness, let us take the time to sit at the feet of Jesus and let us take the time to sit at the feet of each other so that we may know, so we may know that which Mary Oliver so plainly states. So every day I was surrounded by the beautiful crying forth of the ideas of God, one of which was you. Amen.